Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. All right, take out those worship guides you got when you came in today. If you're new to Radiant, the worship guide kind of outlines everything you need to know about the church here and how to take some next steps and where the bathrooms are at every location, like all the important things you need to know. But also inside of there are some sermon notes, and we are a sermon note-taking church. And this year, our New Year's resolution is that everybody takes notes this year because how many know you need this not to just help you on Sunday? You need it on Thursday and Friday, and you know you need it on Saturday. So, so you just take this and walk away with it and it'll help you be all that God has called you to be. And I started it last year, last year, I started it last week with a phrase, I'm giving you three phrases over this next um, three weeks, and the phrase last week was right up here on the screen, it says it like this, is this is my my year, and, and I don't know about you, but I believe it's my year, I think it's a year for you to be all that God has called you to be, and then I gave you a practical step for it to make sure that you are going to make it God, your year this year. And here's what you're going to do. It's simply this, is that this will be your best year if it is your best year spiritually. That's the word right there, spiritually. And I, I want you to know when you get the God part right and you put them in the right position in your life, everything else seems to work out. It'll work out in your finances and your health and your marriage if you put God first in your life. So we're starting it by doing what we call 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we are on day number eight today. And I've heard from so many people, dozens of people, that this is the first time they've ever fasted. And uh, a lot of people, man, this is the first time they've ever gotten a routine of spending time with God every day. We've been online. How many of you are able to join us? Every location, just kind of throw your hand out. Have you been joining us online? Yeah, hundreds of people every single day. And we're having a, a I was going to say a citywide, but it's a region-wide prayer gathering every single day. And it's been awesome. At 7 a.m., you can join us. Facebook and YouTube, we're on live, both of those. And then Saturday, we came together at 9 a.m., and there was about 400 of us in here that started praying together. And I'm telling you, I don't know if I've ever been in a more powerful prayer meeting than that one right there, where we just were believing God for miracles and for our city. And I don't know about you, if we're starting the year this way, how many know it's going to end pretty awesome? So it's just something happens when you, when you get it right spiritually first. Well, today, for week two of our series called 2019, uh, I am so honored. We're going to do uh, something really unique. And if you're a guest with us today, I want you to know this isn't our normal flow, but this is almost a better flow. So you picked a great day to be, be with us. Um, you're going to hear a lot about the church and a lot of vision that I think God has for your life today. And I think there's nobody better to join me for the, I'm going to do, it's calling it like the annual state of the church, you know, address that I think would be huge for your life and what God has for you. And I think uh, it would be important to have the one and only Katie Burke come up one stage and join me. Oh, you can do better at every location. Y'all welcome my wife, the co-founder, Katie Burke. Man, man, it's such an honor. And uh, Katie and I love, love, love being part of what God is doing here at Radiant. And uh, we have some vision. And so we got a statement and you can write it down in your notes. This is week number two. What is our our statement for today. So we're, ta- we're calling today, this is our year. And this isn't like Aaron and Katie's year, but this is our year as a church family. Come on, does anybody believe that today? I mean, it, it's our year, amen? We honestly believe we have the most amazing church family in the entire world here. We are constantly getting comments about how friendly people are, and you guys are just a joy to, to worship with and to, to really grow in the Lord with. And while I'm up here, I just want to thank you because you guys laugh at my husband's jokes, and yes. usually I'm in the audience like, 
Oh, no, he should not have said that one. So thank you guys for that. Well, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> you know, when we think of this as our year, it's kind of a sports phrase. Like if you've been around Tampa Bay for any amount of time, uh, we've used this phrase a lot when it comes to our, our professional sports teams. And, and it's going to be our year. And it's going to be our year. And I won't mention names of teams, but you have some that's come to your mind. And how many know it hasn't been our year in a few years? And, and it's, so it's easy to get kind of your hopes up. And then you hear a phrase like, this is our year, and then you get kind of frustrated when you don't win. And so, um, Katie, I know you have a, more of a sports background than I do. You're, yes. you're pretty athletic. Very and athletic. so, yeah. uh, tell us, have you ever had that year where you thought it was going to be your year? I do have a story here. So, I was about eight or nine. I used to play softball growing up. So, I was uh, maybe about nine years old, and I don't want to brag in here, but my team was amazing. And I am not exaggerating, because it was unheard of how good that we were. So, we beat... Every single team in Little Miss Auburndale softball that year. And then we went at, played a tournament out of the city, and we beat every single team there. So we were completely undefeated. So our very last game of the season, we go, and we just know we have it in the bag because the team we're playing against, they're not even second or third. They're just literally just in it for the concession stand food, and I know this. <laughs> so we were like, okay, we, you know, we're fine. We're good. And then we get out there, and what do you think happens? We, yes, they murder us, not even by a little bit. They just destroy us out there. So we're already really upset, but I think my coach didn't want to stray from his plans because he still gave us the trophy he had made for us that night, only he had taken some black electrical tape and just marked out the word undefeated on it. That so is awesome. it was way worse. <laughs> um, I, I'm not as athletic, but I did have a time, and you might not know this, but your pastor is a, uh, is, is a pretty good volleyball player. Now, before you ask for autographs and you cheer, I know it's coming. Um, the last time I played on a team was not like in competitions or college or anything. I played eighth grade co-ed volleyball uh, for a Christian school that everybody made the team. But I'm happy to say I was the best on the team, hands down. I was it. Um, it doesn't say a lot. I was, I was the team captain. And so, and we were adamant, this was going to be our year. Like, we were set, we are going to win. The, the, the school was the worst of all the Christian schools when it came to sports. So I was like, no, this is going to be our year. We even, I think it's ridiculous, we even, like, wrote, like, scriptures on the bottom of our shoes. Come on, you've done this stupid stuff. Like, and, and it's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like, totally out of context. But I guess I realized that we can do all things except win games. We can't. And we, we literally, uh, in, in volleyball, you win two games, you know, best two out of three. We never got to a third game ever in that whole season. We got beaten so bad. And I remember going back years later and preaching there as a youth pastor. And, and they would still go, you know, I'd go, how's, your, how's the sports teams going? Oh, yeah, this is our year. I'm like, yeah, right, we've heard that one before. It doesn't hurt. So uh, I think it's, it's one of those things that we can get our hopes up and we can think it's going to be our year, but we're on a losing team. So. Yes, and it is hard to be on that losing team. But today, for our Vision Sunday, we thought it would be fun to tell you about two teams that everyone here is a part of, and thankfully these are winning teams. So for our first winning team we're going to talk about in here it is the global church. We are all a part of the global church. So inside of every single human being, there is just this innate, fundamental, basic need to belong. So everybody in here today, no matter who you are, what your personality is like, you have this need inside of you to be loved, to feel acceptance, and to be a part of something that is ultimately bigger than yourselves so you feel like your life has purpose. And this is why when we go through things like loneliness or rejection, it can result in almost this physical pain because it goes against that basic need to belong. 
And I believe that God put that desire in us because he created us to belong to him. And he created the church to be connected to each other and to work together to take care of each other. So when we choose to follow Christ, all of a sudden that basic need is just automatically met because we get love and we get acceptance and we ultimately become part of something that is bigger than ourselves. So our life takes on new meaning. And the Bible says it this way in 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but praise God, now you have received mercy. Come on, isn't it great to be part of the family of God? Amen. And when we get part of this family, I want you to know that the global church of Jesus Christ doesn't lose. It's important to know. Like when uh, one of my favorite things to do is to study missions and and uh, the global growth of the kingdom of God. And and I know if you watch things on the news right now, and if you listen to pop culture, they would say that Christianity is dying and struggling and weak. And I want you to know when you study what God is doing around the world, not. 100 years ago, 500 years ago, what God is doing around the world right now, I wrote it down in my notes this way. It's not in your notes, but it's important for you to know that the church of Jesus Christ has never been stronger and has never grown faster than right now around the church. I mean, around the world. Isn't that awesome to hear? uh, For instance, uh, we, we went and just grabbed some stats. The countries like India, where I go, Two or three times a year. India, do you know, right now is experiencing revival. They're experiencing over 15,000 new converts to Christianity every single month in that, in that place. It's amazing what God has done just in that one country. Yeah, and listen to China. A hundred years ago, there were almost zero Christians in China. But now there are over 100 million. And they say that 30,000 new converts, converts are happening every single day there. That's awesome. And in the country of Nepal, when they started their first church in 1959, there were only 29 members there. But today, that number has grown to over half a million Christians. Come on. And Korea, the Korean peninsula is under revival right now. People, a hundred years ago, they say it was impossible to reach when it came to missions. Now, 10 of the largest congregations in the world are in the city of Seoul, Korea right now. This is what God is doing. They're the greatest, they are now passing America as the greatest mission sending um, country in the entire planet right there. This is what God's doing right now around the world. Isn't that exciting to hear? Yes. And Brazil, 100 years ago, there were no evangelical Christians in the country, but now there are over 40 million born again Christians. 5,000 new churches are opening every year in the country. And it's happening all over South America. And if you think South America and Asia are crazy, let me tell you, they're, they're, they're slim in comparison to what God is doing in Africa. Yeah. In Africa, 100 years ago, there was fewer than 9 million Christians on the entire continent. Now, Africa is the first um, majority born-again continent in the world with over 541 million Christians just on that continent right now. Around That's amazing to see what God's doing. That's awesome. And God is still working in America. We've been part of starting over 5,000 churches in our country in the past decade along by partnering with organizations like ARC and CMN. These churches are like Radiant in that they're reaching people who are far from God. So this is just the beginning for our country. Come on, we are part of a winning team, the body of Christ. Can we give a good amen today to that? 
And, and it's testimony to the fact of what Jesus said in Matthew. He says, listen, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. Yeah. So who cares what media says? And I think we get really frustrated by this person didn't get voted in, or that person did get voted in, or that agenda got passed, or this agenda didn't get passed. And I want you to know, let me tell you, God's going to accomplish his agenda around the globe. He's working, and we're part of a winning team. Can I hear a better amen? at every location right now you ever get fearful or you ever get frustrated just remember the Billy Graham quote he says it like this I've read the the last page of the Bible guess what it's gonna end up all right so we're a part of a winning team absolutely and it's not just the global church that we're celebrating today but a second winning team that we're all a part of is the local church and in our case that is radiant we believe we believe that the solution that God's given us for our problems we go through day to day and the problems we see in the areas around us should be the local church. So we all go through hard times and even turning on the news sometimes we know is just so discouraging at times, but the truth we can always run back to is that God doesn't lose. Yeah. He is for us. He has a plan. And one of the solutions he gave our area about six years ago was to start a local church called Radiant. And we've just been blown away by all God has been doing. I wonder if at anybody in any location, people are excited to be part of Radiant Church. Like I know there's a lot of good ones, but man, I'm excited to be part of this one. And part of it is that I want, to sell, I want you to celebrate because, again, there's all this talk about how bad the church is going in America, and it's just not true. And just in our local church, I want you to see, if you're looking for hope today, uh, look, just, and, and I know attendance doesn't mean everything, but it, it does show a measure of health, and that's all we're care. We never cared about a big church or a small church. We care about a healthy church. Yeah. And, and, and let me show you this. This is just a little graph of attendance. This is our first year, our second year, our third year, our fourth year, our fifth year, and that was just from September. We far surpassed that now uh, in, in January of 2019 God is growing his church it's a winning team that we get to be part of but part of that is missions giving we were able to give ever our first year our second year look at that third year fourth year and, and last year we're passed over four hundred thousand dollars our church this small little church plant that was started here um, in Tampa has now been able to give over 1.2 million dollars to the kingdom of God come on give God some praise for that and amazing We've seen thousands of decisions of, for Christ, and, and one of those numbers I want to celebrate is last year alone, we saw 320 people get baptized this last year. 320 people, that's huge. That just shows that how, how significant it is that people are taking next steps, and then we're going to even pass that this year. These numbers yes, are amazing. They are, and you know we don't give you these numbers to pat ourselves on the back at all because we certainly give God credit for all he's doing, and we're just humbled to be a part of it here. But it is important that you know these numbers because every number has a name and every name has a story and every story matters to God. And every single one of these numbers is evidence that God is alive and he is working at this church and that you are on a winning team here. Amen. I think it's important to ask the million dollar question since, since the numbers are working, since this is going, then, then the million dollar question is how do, how, do we, how do we make this continue going this way? How, how do we keep winning? Well, in the early church, they had a lot of amazing growth and God did amazing things. So what happened in the early church, the Bible says in Acts chapter 16, it says it like this. So the churches were strengthened. I want you to say strengthened. They were strengthened and then in faith and then they 
grew daily in numbers. So, so we, if we want to continue growing, reaching more people, because how many know there needs to be more people that are reached, there's more, more families need to be restored, more children that need to come back to Christ. So the, if we want to see them grow in numbers, we need to work on our strengthening. So I believe this year God's given Katie and I a vision that we want to present to you today of some areas of our church that I'm not saying they're weak, but I am saying that we're going to strengthen them this year so that we can reach more people for Jesus. And we want to invite you along on that journey. And our, and our first one is a big one, and I love it, and it's a huge one, is that this is going to be our year. You can write it down in your notes for, for innovative Sundays, unique compelling Sundays. Yes, and I love our Sundays here at Radiant. I want to tell you how much I love them. If you've ever had the pleasure of being around when I have walked in on Sunday mornings with all my children with me, I want you to know that I am completely aware of what a hot mess I look like at that moment. So I always, I usually have a 40-pound car seat on one arm, and then in my other arm I have my two-year-old who never fails to throw a tantrum as soon as we walk in the doors. And when he does this, his whole body just goes limp, and I am just forced to just drag him along behind me. And, and then, bless their hearts, my older girls see the donuts, and they take off, and they've knocked you guys out left and right. I know that. So I've just reached a whole new level of crazy. And But it's, it's okay, even in the wildest chaos, I still wouldn't want to be anywhere else on a Sunday because I just love the experience so much. I love the people I get to see, and I love the worship. I love that my kids do love getting to come here, and I love this piece of eye candy that I get to look at on stage every Sunday. And Y'all write that down in your notes. That's important. <laughs> he might have made me say that. I no, I <laughs> That's ridiculous. I did that out of the tape. Uh, and I hope at every location you do love how, how innovative and how try to, we try to be cutting edge and do things that nobody's ever done because we really want to reach people that nobody else is reaching. And, and there's so many different people out there that have not been reached by the local church. And we're going to do unique things this year. And, and that's why our Sundays, sometimes they're unpredictable. What are they going to do this time? You know, what, what crazy thing is going to happen during services? I don't know, but it's going to be awesome. And I want you to know it's always going to point people to Jesus. Uh, one of those things, funny story with that is uh, every year we do at the movies. And now we always get kicked back and people leave. And it's always, uh, people get frustrated because we use... Uh, uh, Hollywood blockbusters to teach biblical truths. And, and, and the reason we do it is not for you, even though we, we hope you love it. We do it so you can invite your friends that are lost and away from God, and it creates a great environment. We see more people saved during that month than we see all year long. It's amazing what happens during At The Movies. But every time, we're always going trying to go to the next level. So last year, we went to the next level, did all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm jumping out of airplanes and doing stupid stuff. One of them, funny story, was uh, the very end, we ended with The Greatest Showman. How many remember that? It, it, was, it was awesome. And, and, and so we had live animals at every location. This was my idea. Don't blame it on the team. It's totally my idea. I said, I want a camel at our location. Like, I, I just, I think people will get saved if there's a camel at our location. I'm telling you. Uh, actually, I don't think people will get saved, but I do think people will take pictures of it, put it on their Facebook, and their friends will see it and want to come to our church. So, by the way, there's a strategy behind it. But uh, anyway, so, so we had all these people. I was out of the country, and I got all these people writing me emails. You know, we're leaving your church. I can't believe you would do that to that animal. And I'm like, what do we do to the animal? They're like, oh, well, you know, it's hot out. It's the middle of June and July, and, and, and you need to, y'all, I can't believe y'all do that. So I, I never respond to those kind of things. I'm always pray for them, bless them. I told Katie, finally I got this email, which is, I can't believe how hot it was out there. I wanted to go bring that camel some water. 
And, and so I did. I finally responded. And I apologized to the Lord. I asked for forgiveness. So, uh, and I, I responded. I was, like, I was like, I'm sorry you feel like that. The camel's alternative was to be in the middle of a desert. <laughs> South Tampa seemed like a better option. <laughs> they didn't come back. So, let me tell you why. Why are we going to be innovative in our Sundays? We get it from Acts. The book of Acts says it this way. It says that it is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. So we're going to have a life-giving environment, and we're always going to be positive. We're always going to celebrate people because every time you bring your friends, we want it to not to be difficult because, listen, if they forget the name of Radiant, that's okay. If they forget Aaron, that's okay. I want them to know the name of Jesus, and that's more important than all of that. And remember, if you don't like it, and you don't like the changes this year and the innovative stuff, that's okay. Because remember, the church does not exist for itself. We are the church, and we exist for a lost and dying world that needs the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Can I get a better amen at every location today? So we have number two. Number two is a big one for us, is that it's going to be our year for, for healthy families. And we really want to strengthen our families here at Radiant Church. Every age, every stage. And I wrote it down this way in my notes. It's not in yours, but it's important for you to know. That when the enemy wants to weaken a church, he starts by attacking the family. I'll say it again. When the enemy wants to weaken a church, he starts by attacking the family. So if we're going to continue winning this year... We need to strengthen our families of every age and stage here at Radiant. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are probably familiar with the fact that the, today's culture, in a lot of ways, is teaching very different things than the standards that we read about in the Bible. And this can end up having a powerful effect on our, on our families. I want to give you a couple examples of this. In today's culture, love of self is promoted over love of others. Bitterness is sometimes encouraged over forgiveness. Long hours at work are often celebrated over time with the family. Roughly 50% of marriages are ending in divorce today. And cultural influences are teaching our children that they need to be constantly questioning their self-worth while sin is being normalized all around them. So there is no question about it. There is a war going on between the world and the word of God. So we need to do everything we can as a church to protect our families here at Radiant. Come on, man. I like it when she preaches. She needs to be up here more often. <laughs> So, so I want you to know, this year we're going to strengthen our families. We're doing more in our children's ministry, our youth ministries being strengthened. And I want you to know, we have a real passion, especially over these next couple of months, to strengthen our marriages here at Radiant. And, and as strong as your marriage is, it can always get better. You can always get uh, stronger with that. So one of those initiatives, you, you don't know about it yet, but you're going to find out today, is, is that we are hosting our very first legit two-day marriage conference here at Radiant Church. And I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. We're going to have after parties and worship and prayer time together. We're going to have child care. It's going to be huge. And actually, we're linking up with one of the, the premier churches in America for this. And uh, they're going to be streaming right in here um, live from Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. And so I'm so excited. It's called the XO Conference. Registration goes live today. Check this out. Every husband has what his wife needs, and every wife has what her husband needs, but we can only get it if we serve each other.
the depth of your honesty with each other will ultimately determine the depth of your intimacy. Any problem that you're facing is really not a his and her problem, it's our problem. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm telling you, you're going to want to be there. You can register. We're going to fill up this room. It's going to be awesome, February 8th and 9th, and I can't wait to be part of what it is. And listen, if money is an issue, you talk to us. We'll get it covered. We want you to be here so you can strengthen your marriages. Can I hear a good amen today? All right, here's our third one. It's our year for thriving relationships, our year for thriving relationships. And part of that is that we want you connected in our groups. And our groups this year are going to be strengthened more than ever before. Yeah, I've been a part of a group almost every semester since we've launched the church and made incredible friendships from them all. About a year ago, I did a mom's group here. And oh, there's a picture of us. And um, we didn't really know each other in the beginning, but by the end of it, we had formed this great bond. We even still have a group text message going together. Well, about a week before um, our last baby came in October, I got together with these girls. I thought it was just for a little play date before the baby came. And they had all these gifts and food. They had thrown me a little baby shower. And it was just the most, the sweetest, most unexpected thing. And it, it was all from joining a group. Yeah, groups make a difference. And here's why, as we have this philosophy that two are better than one. That's what the scriptures say. Two are better than one. They have a better return. And so we want you connected. And right now, our groups are in a season where we're getting people signed up to lead a group. So if, if you want a word from God, you're like, hey, I, I need to know. I don't know if I'm supposed to lead or not. Here you go. Ready? Your commission, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lead a group this semester. And you can help sign up your group online. We would love to have that as a, as a part of the church. Because as our groups get stronger, our relationships get stronger, our church gets stronger, and we are able to grow and reach more people for Jesus. Can I hear a good amen today? All right, our th fourth one, the last one is, is what, Katie? Yeah, the last area we really want to strengthen as a church is our, this will be our year for community impact. Yes. Outside of these four walls of our church, there are some massive needs, and people are suffering, and it would go against the call of God in our life if we were to ignore that. The Bible encourages us, and it's Isaiah 58.10, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. If we truly want to be radiant, then we have to be a light to the world around us. People need Jesus, and they need to know that we exist. Yeah, I think this is so important. I, I wrote it down this way. It's in your notes, and I want you to know this phrase. Because if the church stops making a difference out there, we should stop meeting in here. Yeah. And I want you to know what we're doing here is, is pointless if it's not changing the world out there. Yeah. And I want you to know, Tampa Bay is going to know about Radiant Church in 2019. We're going to strengthen our community impact. And we're going to do anything that we say short of sin. We're not going to sin. Anything short of sin to make sure we reach those. So we're, we're in the Gasparilla Parade. And we're going we're gonna to be doing Serve Saturday events. And we're going to be doing our annual Serve Saturday, annual Serve event where we ask everybody to serve. We have thousands of people serving our St. Pete and Pinellas County and Hillsborough County, all these communities, Radiant Church is going to be a force to be reckoned with this next year as we strengthen our outreaches into this city. Can I get a better amen today, church? So, million dollar question. Okay, so you might be asking yourself in all this, well, what is my part? Well, um, the first thing that we would ask all of us in here to do is, number one, pray for my church. We are a pray first culture here at Radiant, and that is truly the backbone of everything we do. 
Yeah, we want to be a church that is, is really reaping the benefits of the prayers of the people that attend here. People are always talking about how unified we are as a church. It's weird. Like, people say all the time, like, y'all drink, like, if y'all pass out Kool-Aid, I'm leaving this place. Because it's like, you guys are a little too, like, cult. Like, I'm like, no, 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 we're just unified. We're on the same page. And doesn't mean we don't disagree, but, man, together on the main things, we're, we're on this thing together. And, and so other pastors come in and say, well, how is that possible? How do y'all do that? And I say, it's very easy. We're always the product of our prayers. I'll say that again. We are always the product of our prayers. So, so what you want in your life, pray it first. And I'm telling you, one of the prayers I pray often, our leadership prays often, our staff prays often, is that God would make us one. It's the same prayer that Jesus prayed, is that, he, that we would be one as the Father and Him are one. We want to be that church that is unified together. So pray for unity. Pray that, that really God would help us to be unified together on this mission as a church. So. Yeah, and we also want to pray for our pastors and leaders that they're filled with the word of God and, and his anointing. And our prayer for all of us in here is, as we grow together, is Ephesians 1.17 that says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation yes. so that you may know him better. I think that's so important. Man, if you're in this 21 days of prayer, which you should all be, and we're all fasting together, make it a part. Put on the top of your prayer list that you pray for your church this year and watch what God does when God's people pray. It's always the catalyst for the revival that he wants to send. Can I hear a good amen today, church? Here's the second one. The second one is I want to ask you this year to protect my church protect your church this year yeah and the pleaser part of me hates this because um it's just hard but we've come to learn that no matter what we do there will be people that nitpick and get offended and complain but what we would encourage everyone in here is just to refuse to take part in any gossip or bad talk about our church come on i think that deserves an amen today i i, I think it's important to know that if we're going to do something significant for god's kingdom which we're doing uh people are going to talk bad about our church it's it's okay you might hear it on facebook and that's okay i just think that internally you know we're going to protect our church we're going to make sure we we got each other's backs and we 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 are people that we do crazy things like if we have a problem with somebody we talk to that person not about them yeah like like we're gonna talk to problem solvers not problem exasperators like like this is how we're gonna do it here's what Romans tells us this is one of my favorite verses when it comes to handling church conflict it says I urge you brothers and sisters watch out for those who cause divisions those that try to come in and and they're trying to tear the church apart that praise God for the unity of our church. Those who cause division, put obstacles in the way of those that are contrary to the teaching you've learned. Keep away from them. And, and, and if you hear them here at Radiant, man, encourage them to, to go to our uh, location in the city that we don't know anybody at. You know, so do something. Send them somewhere else. But, but I want you to know we're going to make sure at our church that we really protect our church to be all that God has called it to be. Absolutely. And the last thing that we'd ask of everyone in here today is number three, participate in my church. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. And um, if I could be honest with you guys in here, I used to really struggle with this verse because I really believed I just didn't have anything to offer and I wasn't very good at anything. And when we um, planted the church, it was actually very hard for me because as we started to assemble a team together, people would just naturally fall into places they were really good at that um, and as ways to help and I would try to help wherever I could but everything just came very difficult for me so one day I'm just complaining to Aaron a little bit and I'm just like I'm just not good at anything and 
being the godly, wise husband he is, he was just like, well, you're nice, I guess. So I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> nice can't get things done, but, but God has been so gracious to me. And over time, he's really come to show me that encouragement and compassion are really gifts that have been given by him. And my job is just to be faithful and using those things to serve. So I might be too scatterbrained to get any admin work done around here. And I may be way too tone deaf to be allowed near a microphone during worship time. But if you need any encouragement at all, you just come sit by me because I will just love you to pieces in here. So, and thank you. But the reason, the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because everyone in here has been given a gift. And it may be very different from each other, but it is very necessary. And if we're going to make any kind of impact in this church, then we need you on our team. That is awesome. Y'all give it up for Katie Burke. I don't know like how she, she's the best. Let me encourage you as we close with this verse. For those that are part of this thing, you go, well, my gift doesn't matter. My, my giving doesn't matter. My serving doesn't matter. Here's what the Bible says in Hebrews. It says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. And in 2019, I want you to get off of the sidelines here at Radiant. Get onto the front lines of what God is doing. And when you do that, I'm telling you, God's going to use you. He's going to use you at downtown. He's going to use you at St. Petersburg. He's going to use you here in South Tampa. And we are going to change the world together. We are on a winning team. God does not lose. And he puts you on this team because we want to win even more. And I'm telling you, you're a part of this thing, of what God is doing. And for all of eternity, we're going to be able to celebrate together what God did through this short amount of time we have together. Can we give him praise at every location today? Amen. Amen. Right where you're at, with every eye closed and every head bowed, you're here today and you go, Aaron, this, that's awesome to hear, but I'm not part of the team. I'm not part of the family of God. And actually, we're all born into this thing called sin, and sin separates us from God's team. Sin is what is that thing that, that separates us from being a part of God's family. The Bible says we were all sinners. And we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But it says while we were yet sinners, Christ loved us and he died for us. He paid the penalty for your sins and for mine so that you can be part of the family. So you can be part of the team. You don't have to feel lonely. You don't have to feel isolated. You don't have to feel condemned anymore and guilty in your sin. God wants to save you right now. And I believe right now in this moment, there's something supernatural that's happening in this room and at every location where people are going, you know what, I, I haven't been living for God, but I want to. I'm not following God, but I, I'm going to today. I'm going to put my faith and my hope in Him. And I believe God's drawing you right now to a relationship with Him through Jesus Christ. And if that's you today, on the count of three, I'm going to have you make a simple yet significant decision to give Jesus your life. You're going to do it by slipping your hand up, waving at me, and put it right back down on the count of three. And if you do that, I want you to know that's a decision to say, you know, I'm giving Jesus my life. I'm giving Him my sin. I want to be part of the family of God. On the count of three, ready? One, two, three, all over this place. Slip that hand up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All over this place, thank you. So many people right now, you, you are not, as, as the verse said, you are not part of the family, but you're becoming part of the family right now through the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Just pray this prayer. Say, God, I give you my life. I give you my heart. Tell him I give, him, give you my sin. Today, Jesus, be my Lord and my Savior. I want to be part of your family and tell them this for the rest of my life I'm going to follow you in Jesus name we pray 
And everybody that believes it at every location says, amen. Can we celebrate with the dozens of people that just made the best decision? The Bible says all of heaven's celebrating. I think we should celebrate with them too. One more time. Come on, put your hands together for them. Here's what we want you to do. We're going to end this service by worshiping God with our generosity. And Radiant Church, But as you prepare to give, there's those that just made a decision to, to, to give Jesus their life. You just made a decision to, uh, maybe you're here as a first-time guest and you got that connection card. I want you to check on there. I committed my life to Christ or I'm a first-time guest or maybe you have prayer needs down there. I want you to be able to write them on there because we want to help you on this journey take some next steps. And as you're filling out that card at Radiant Church, I want to thank you. Thank you for participating in this church through your generosity. If you're new to generosity, there's three ways to give. You can give right here in the service, right online, through text giving, or, or obviously uh, through our online giving. But I want you to know giving is a way to participate. And I want you to know God sees it. He'll reward it. But I'm telling you, I don't, I don't give to get something. I give because God's already given me so much. He's blessed me so much. We're part of a winning team. And just to be part of that, it's just joy enough to give to God. And I just want to thank you for your generosity. We're winning because of your generosity and His grace. Let me pray for this giving today. Lord, at every location, I pray for your blessing over the finances of this church, the finances of the attenders and the members that are here today. Lord, they want to participate in something bigger than themselves. I pray that you would do something supernatural in each of their lives. Bless them. Thank you for the winning team you've put us on. As we strengthen this team, let us continue to grow and reach people in Jesus' name. And at every location, everybody says, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.